Hello, and welcome to the Ultrasound Gel Podcast. I am Jacob Avila, and I'm joined today by Dr. Michael Pratz and Dr. Cray Bolger. So this study that we're going to be talking about today um, is kind of been a hot topic lately. Um, It's basically about how to use ultrasound and how it affects your cardiac arrests. The title of the paper is Implementation of the Cardiac Arrest Sonographic Assessment, CASA. The CASA protocol for patients with cardiac arrest is associated with shorter CPR CPR pulse checks. And this is in resuscitation in 2018. So as I mentioned, um, kind of a hot topic right now is the idea that using your ultrasound and pulse checks is good, except that it seems to, in some patients and some institutions, seems to actually prolong your CPR pulse check past those 10 seconds, which is bad because it, you know, if you remember that little like graph that every pause that you have, it will increase uh, more than the time of the pause. It'll increase the time of hypoperfusion to the body because it takes a little while for that blood to start like moving throughout the body. So even if you have like a, let's say you have a five second pulse check, it may take eight seconds for you, your CPR to actually achieve a blood pressure that is actually perfusing things. Good. I think we're all on the same page there. So Craig, walk us through how they did this study. So what they did is they had a pre and post intervention videos in their recess rooms and they recorded 24-7 the resuscitations going on. For one year, they collected data, and they looked at how long we were off the chest. And they said, was ultrasound used, yes or no? Then they implemented their intervention, CASA, to teach the residents and attendings how to have a structured kind of protocol for approaching cardiac ultrasound in a cardiac arrest. And then they reviewed the videos again and said, did we do any better? Um, as far as like time off the chest, durations of pauses, um, quality of CPR. And they looked at differences in the pulse check durations when POCUS was used compared to when POCUS was not used before and after they implemented their algorithm. And let's talk a little bit about the CASA protocol because it's important, it's relevant to understand what exactly they were teaching people to do. And so I think it's a pretty good idea. Their, their main concept with this protocol is that you should only do one thing at a time during each pulse check with the hypothesis that these pulse checks are getting too long because people are trying to assess, is the heart beating? Are there these other etiologies of arrest? And do 10 other things all at the same time, and then it makes the pauses two minutes long. So their idea is first time you look at the heart, evaluate for tamponade, then resume compressions immediately, then second time you're evaluating for signs of pulmonary emboli, and then resume again, and then third, looking for cardiac activity, and then after that, during CPR, you're evaluating for pneumothorax, you can check the IVC and a FAST if you think that's relevant. And so the idea is that this protocol, they they did put a lot of thought into the order of it and how to perform it, hoping that this would standardize what people can do and lead to decreased time off the chest. My only beef with their protocol is I think that one thing that's excluded is 
how good are your compressions, which can't be done at a pulse check. And we still haven't seen a study really integrating that into their algorithm, which without TEE, um, looking at are your hands in the right place? Is your automated compression device in the right place? Um, and then bringing up the PE component, I think that's still up for debate whether we should be doing that. There's studies ongoing kind of looking at how useful is the RV assessment during. Yeah, great point. Because if you have TEE, the CASA protocol goes out the window because you just have the probe down there the whole time looking for everything, or you have someone else that's doing that, ideally if you're running the, the cardiac arrest. All right, so let's get into what they found. First, remember this is a pre and a post study. So there's two different groups here and two different populations. So they compared the groups to try to say they looked pretty similar. And there were a few differences. So the post group had more non-shockable rhythms, about 83% versus 65.8%. The post group also had less out-of-hospital cardiac arrest. There was an overall similar survival to return of spontaneous circulation. When they looked at the median of the overall pauses per code, there was four in the pre-group and three in the post-group. So they ultimately ended up with 38 videos in the pre-group, 45 videos in the post-group, broken into pulse checks. That's about 160 pulse checks pre, 140 pulse checks post. So they had to look through a lot of videos, do a lot of timing here. Primary outcome, duration of pulse checks with POCUS. Pre-intervention, 19.8 seconds. Post-intervention, 15.8 seconds. So four seconds saved in the post group. So that's their main outcome, right? So they were very happy you saved four seconds. Now they also did a multivariate regression to see what else could be affecting these numbers. And the post group there was also found 3.3 seconds shorter duration in pulse checks. Let me tell you a little bit about some of the other things they found. Other things associated with decreased pulse checks. If you had an attending with ultrasound fellowship training, 3.1 seconds shorter pauses. If you placed the ultrasound prior to stopping CPR, Again, 3.1 second shorter pauses. There did not appear to be any association between the pause duration and whether you're, you were using a mechanical automated compression device, how advanced the resident was in training, or uh, surprisingly, if any other procedures were being performed during the pulse checks. To your point, Jacob, about how long they were off the chest, how we tried to stay less than 10 seconds. In the pre-group, about 10% of the pulse checks were equal to or less than 10 seconds. And in the post-group, that went up to 19%. So it almost doubled the amount that were what we're supposed to be doing, but still sadly very low. They also did not find any significant increase in the duration of pulse checks when the person doing the ultrasound was also leading the resuscitation. So those are the findings. You save four seconds. Let's talk about some of the limitations. So I think the elephant in the room is the pre and post design. I mean, I think these are a low level of evidence because they're simple to perform, but the main problem is that there's can be so many confounders that change between the pre and post design that it's almost impossible to control for everything. And again, these authors did a great job. They, they tried their best. These were back-to-back -back time periods. 
and over a fairly short period where they said not too much else changed in cardiac arrest management, but you really never know. You don't know if there's other things that are affecting these pulse durations, and so therefore you can never really establish a causality between the CASA exam and saving this time off the chest. Did they look at compliance with the CASA protocol? They did not report how often the CASA was used. They didn't even check for that. So another point to say, we don't even know if the CASA was being used in this post time period to be responsible for this improvement. Maybe it was just more awareness that you should, somebody's watching you while you're doing CPR. And I think when Big Brother's watching most people, it's like, you know, Jayco's coming, put your drinks away. It's kind of the same concept, right? (laughs) That's right. The old Hawthorne effect. So definitely everybody knew they were being videoed. It was a non-significant, non-statistically significant decrease in the uh, duration of pulse checks when POCUS wasn't used. So it was like 2.6 seconds shorter after the implementation of like the whole education of the CASA protocol. It still was like shorter on the other end, um, even when ultrasound was not used. So kind of agreeing with what you guys are saying. Right. So even without anything happening intervention wise, maybe it would have gone down by itself just over this time period. And, you know, maybe that could just be the increased emphasis people have been putting on stopping or minimizing your pauses. So a lot of variables there. The second thing I wanted to bring up is that there was still a lot of cardiac arrests that were not included in the analysis. So in the pre-intervention group, 70% were excluded because there was no video or there was no pauses in their video. And in the post-intervention group, it was only about 22% that were excluded. But still, you never know what's going on in those excluded one. It makes it a little more like a convenient sample, less like the consecutive patients that you'd like to see. I think another important fact is the majority of their pulse checks were still outside the desirable range. So even though POCUS shortened it, we're still in an unsafe land. Um, So I think that's something that comes up over and over again is time off the chest, continuous CPR. And it's not, we like to blame POCUS for delays, but we can, if you really look at a lot of these studies, there's delays regardless of POCUS. Um, This seems to imply that having some kind of protocol or at least awareness of time off the chest with or without POCUS tends to decrease your time off the chest. Um, If you're cognizant of it, I think nobody is intentionally staying off longer than 10 seconds. It's just like when you're intubating, it feels like an eternity. Um, So I think that's probably a component of this is if somebody said it's at 10 seconds, like very few of these studies actually have somebody just saying, get back on. Yeah. So let's just, that's a great segue. Let's just review some important pointers of how we think it's best to use ultrasound in cardiac arrest. And I'm sure that you've heard a lot of these before, but it's good to have kind of like a list to teach people when you're talking about cardiac arrest. So I think one thing we all agree on, be prepared prior to the time when you're actually gonna do the rhythm check and your ultrasound. So that could mean having your probe on the chest, ideally already scoping out the windows that you might be get. So then you have your image as soon as compressions stop. Secondly, you can save your clip right away and don't feel like you have to interpret it while you have the probe on the chest. So don't waste time staring at it, trying to figure out what's going on. If you have a good clip of a cardiac cycle or if you just have a good clip of the heart, then just get off the chest and let people get started. 
And then like Cray was saying, have someone that's an objective timer. I mean, we all have a person that, that does that already, right? Like the, the record keeper or whatever. Like we, we just have our guy just tell us. There's so many apps for that. I know that's crazy, yeah. but there's always an app for that. And there are ones that make noise that ideally you should be using. Um, and in reality, most people are using three second clips on their ultrasound. So when that beeps, you should be off. So if it's on when you, when you start your pulse check and it beeps, hop back on. Even if you do a six second clip, you should be, you could use the ultrasound as your timer and then you're going to be sub 10 seconds every time. Exactly. That's a, that's a good point, Craig. I didn't, I didn't thought about using your timer on the, on the machine because you, you can easily set up on most of your machines. Yeah, ours are six seconds, but it's super easy to turn it up to 10 just for like that resuscitation. That's a brilliant idea, actually. And then lastly, just consider using TEE if you have it, because then, like we said before, you don't really have to stop things to get an ultrasound. Now, another point that I wanted to mention is talking a little bit about the clinical impact. I think we all agree that saving four seconds is good, but my contention is if you save three seconds by placing the ultrasound prior to stopping the CPR, aka doing it the right way, then does the CASA exactly does the CASA exam really add much by that 0.9 extra seconds that you save? I, I think that we could really get if every if we get everyone doing ultrasound the correct way in cardiac arrest, then maybe the CASA exam is it's a good idea still, but I don't think it will have the savings in time off the chest. I think the concept is good because it helps you kind of cognitively unload that you're not trying to assess everything, especially for the more novice users, if they have a way to approach what they're using the ultrasound for. Because as we've seen in previous studies, there's a lot of variability in interpretation and what people are looking for during cardiac arrest, and they get distracted by flutters and swirling of blood. And so if each time they have one thing to focus on, even if it's during that three minutes of review, um, that I think it would make POCUS more useful because people, will ha especially novice users, will have a structure. So we can look at a cardiac ultrasound having looked at 50 plus a day or 20 plus a day doing QA and get a global gestalt and take in multiple pieces of information from the ultrasound at once. But if you're not used to looking at ultrasounds quickly and frequently, it can be overwhelming that I need to look for RV strain and tamponade and cardiac activity. So if this time... I'm looking for a fusion. This time, I'm looking for strain. This time, I'm looking for motion. I think that helps for a novice user to not get overwhelmed by the how do I apply this to my arrest algorithm. Great point. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of utility to protocols like the CASA. And I think in addition, we just have to pay attention to all those other things that we know will lead to undue prolongation of the non-compression period. Okay, let me recap the study. This was a pre and post design. They were looking at the duration of pulse checks where ultrasound was being used in cardiac arrest patients. In the pre-group, they just did ultrasound as they normally would. In the post-group, this was after an intervention where they taught the CASA exam, a standardized protocol, hoping to decrease the time of these durations. There, they ended up having about 300 pulse checks that they could look at. 
their primary outcome, the duration of pulse checks with point-of-care ultrasound, showed a savings of four seconds in the post group, meaning the durations were four seconds less than in the pre-group. We talked about some of the difficulties here with the confounders during a pre and post study. It's also important to note there was a savings of 3.1 seconds with an attending with ultrasound fellowship training and with placing the ultrasound prior to stopping CPR. My take home points from this study are that this study does offer some weak evidence that point of care ultrasound cardiac arrest protocol can decrease the pauses in compressions associated with performing an ultrasound. Now it's unknown whether or not this benefit will have any effect on patient-centered outcomes. And also I think this is good support to continue to focus on a judicious use of ultrasound in cardiac arrest with careful timing of how long you're spending off the chest. I want to thank the authors for doing this work. It's very important that we understand how to use ultrasound in cardiac arrest, so we commend them for that. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're really glad to have you with us. You can check out more about the podcast at ultrasoundgel.org. Visit us on Facebook or Google+, or say hi to us on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll talk to you later. More. More. Gel. More. Pressure. More. Gel. More. Ultrasound gel. Casa. And this casa. Ni casa o su casa. Do you think it's casa or casa? Well, aren't they from California? Maybe there's a Spanish vibe. Casa. And then it would be casa.